Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. We were just talking about how everyone is literally going crazy. Yeah, it's wild out there, and including me. Oh, absolutely, me too. Um, I have been this whole time. Yeah, and it's creeping up. I mean, (laughs) more and more every week, I feel like I'm going crazy, and I'm trying to stay sane. Uh, and there's things you can do to cultivate your mental health. And then there's a lot of things obviously that are not in our control. So, uh, I don't have any answers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think it's just like, as we're getting closer to election day, the anxiety is just like ramping up so much. Um, I'm so terrified and I like, I I mean, I just like, I'm just terrified. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. And I just really, really, really don't want Donald Trump to win. Yeah. I can get on board for that. Yeah. Uh, So Uh, yeah, all we can do is vote and, you know, try to tell other people to vote call write postcards scream on social media i don't know what else to do (laughs) i mean there's like you have like such a small amount of control and i i feel like well whatever i don't know just do whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like i already voted for biden like there's not that much more i can really do i just i'm also so drained after like the bernie after like the volunteering for bernie and like making those calls to Washington and Michigan, it was like the most grueling experience. Like just getting screamed at by people and mm-hmm. hung up on over and over again by people who were like, I don't want anything to do with you people. You people are this, you're that. Just like for days, I was like, I I mean, I think I have like PTSD from the yeah. Bernie campaign to like do it again for Biden. Although I don't, I think Biden is like a, obviously a more mainstream candidate that probably less people would chew me out over. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Bernie is, you know, specifically elicits strong re- reactions. I mean, obviously. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, like w- with Bernie, it was like all definitely like very like Bernie specific. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them were, they were all Democrats that yeah. we were calling pretty much. Well, they weren't, I don't know. The call list was all fucked up. Some people were like, we're voting for Trump. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
some people were chewing me out. They were like, you people are so shitty on Twitter. And like, you're always like calling you. I've had people harass me on Twitter and I'm like, I don't believe you, but I guess, um, I'll just, now you can harass me yeah. <laughs> because of something that you said you saw on Twitter and, and then say there's burning people who act like that, but whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, well, in better news, uh, yeah. what was I? Oh, <laughs> Apple TV just started like a, like a music video channel. Have you seen this? No. It's so relaxing to me. It's like, it's like how MTV used to be where you just turn it on and it's just music videos. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, for some reason when I'm like in the morning, like answering emails or like doing, you know, doing some like work that I can also sort of half pay attention to, like having music videos on in the background is so relaxing for me. And yeah, it is relaxing. It's also the best thing to have on when you're like hanging out. I can Mm. remember the last, I specifically remember the last time that I had a friend come over and we were just like hanging out and talking while music videos were on because I just, for some reason it was like my, I was like years ago. It was like probably like 2012, but I just remembered like we were just like talking or whatever. And then being like, I haven't done this in a long time, had music videos on. It was like on VH1. And I don't know why they were just playing music because at that point it was like already not happening anymore. Yeah, maybe we like, VH1 was doing, like, had a little block of music videos that they would play every once in a while or something. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's what happened. But it was just, like, so weird. And it was, like, we were just doing the, like, Beavis and Butthead thing of, like, you watch these sh- these things and you're just, like, talking about it while you watch it. It's great. It's, like, it's, a completely different viewing experience. It's, yeah, and it's, like, so, it's sort of interactive. Like, there was one this morning that I was watching that's Justin Bieber, who's, like, a homeless person. And like a hobo, like riding the rails, and then a soldier invites him in for like dinner. And I was like, "This is why did like I? This is great." Why did it go away? I mean, I I can I understand that now you can have they're all available to you all apart. It's not the same thing. You don't, but no, you want it to just be streaming on TV all day. You have no control, and it's just like musicians in these like bizarre situations trying to tell some story to go along with their song yeah. and it's crazy it's crazy me that people still make them i well i guess i mean they it helps them i guess like get streams because like on youtube or whatever that all counts on like the billboard charts now so i i can see how a music video like helps with quote-unquote like record sales and i guess apple they realize that they need to compete with with like YouTube and so they just have and I don't know what it's gonna turn into because right now it's literally just they're they're gonna have to like shape it and I think like Zane Lowe who's like the Apple music VJ or whatever like talks occasionally on it but it right now it's just pretty much like 24-7 music videos. Um and mm, it makes me awesome. like the songs like I like would never have listened to that Justin Bieber song and now I'm like oh it's the Justin Bieber homeless person song um yeah. there was like a Sia song that had that girl that's always in the Sia videos going insane but it's like a new the little one girl? The, well she's not little anymore she's like 25 now no really she's I mean she's old she's not like a kid like she has she's at least like 18 or 20 Interesting. um but she's still doing her you know 
crazy dances. Yeah. Um, I saw the Old Town Road video, which I'm probably the last person in the world who had. Oh, you hadn't seen, seen that? No, but it was cool. He was like a cowboy. Billy Ray Cyrus was there. I was like, oh, this is everybody great. knows. <laughs> everybody knows. Every, yeah. Um, so I did that. Oh, I well, here's big news. I went to my doctor. I got my lipid panel. This is the big reveal. This is the big reveal. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's not good news. Uh, my cholesterol is like exactly the same as it was a year ago. What? Uh, yeah. And my triglycerides like went up. Oh and my God. So I've really come to the conclusion that it's not my fault and that it's my damn Ashkenazi genes. I'll get you every time. Um, Cause like, I mean, my dad was on a statin, like since he was in his thirties, my grandpa had his first heart attack at like 52. So oh my I, God. Think, I think it's just like part of, I don't know. I'm also, I do eat too much cheese. I realize that, but everything else in my life, I'm so healthy about except for cheese. Uh, but why don't you do, okay, go on. Oh, I was gonna say, so my doctor, he's trying to get me on this experimental drug. <laughs> it's like Regeneron, but for cholesterol. <laughs> And it's called Vescapa. Okay. And I have no idea if my insurance will pay for it. What it is, because it's not a statin, it's um, it's like it's like medical grade fish oil that you can only get via prescription. Medical grade fish oil? <laughs> it's like pure uncut fish oil. Wow. Uh, so they called my insurance. We'll hopefully, hopefully I can get it. Cause I looked and if I don't get it through my insurance, it's like three hundred dollars a month. And I'm I'd rather like just have my cholesterol and pay $300. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But I got a couple of days worth of samples of Vis Viscapa. Wow. Fascinating. Well, yeah, you should definitely take the Viscapa if you can get it. If you can get your hands on it, then you must take it. Yeah. Then it's like, that's great. Like I, cause then I'm supposed to go back in three months. And if I, if I get on the Viscapa, then we'll see in three months um, if, anything's different and then the other thing is like he's like everything else you're so low risk like you don't That's have right. you know high blood pressure you don't have diabetes like you don't have like immediate family with uh with um like cardiovascular problems so that's he was like we should get you on the viscapa but i don't know if they'll let me because you are sort of low risk aside from your cholesterol and your triglycerides but you're young so i feel like that should be something yeah who knows who knows uh oh, anyway, and, I oh i started so you know last week i had my disgusting juice um oh, yeah, that I had remember. the pulp i yeah, forgot yeah. i had i had bought a nut milk bag at one point Oh, um, oh yeah. Is that just I, like cheese cloth? It's the holes are even smaller. It's like it's really, really fine. Um okay. but if I do my juice in my Vitamix and then run it through the nut milk bag, it's perfect. It's like twelve dollar fancy moon juice quality juice. It's I've been having a juice like every day now. Yeah, if you can strain the pulp out and make it good, then yeah, why not? It's it's so amazing. I love it. Like it's, and I get so many extra vegetables in my CSA now. So now instead of throwing away the old vegetables at the end of the week, I just make juice. That's great. That's great, Brian. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, maybe that'll help with, I don't, but now I'm just like, I I've just been completely black pilled on, um, cholesterol now. Like I feel like you can't do anything about it. It's just is what it is. 
What about Whole30? I mean, I, it's just not sustainable for me. I, I don't, I, 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 I don't think I could live like that. I just, in long term, I don't know. I, um, I mean, maybe that's like giving up too easily or whatever. Uh, and I'm not trying hard enough, but I just, well, I don't know. No. There's only so many, so many things and you have to like build healthy habits gradually. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Oh, uh, if think of a scapa. Yeah. I'm going to see, hopefully, 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 uh, health net will, will pay for it and I'll be able to try it. Yeah. Um, well, Any exciting diet news on your end. Diet news. Well, I'm also having, okay, so I was going to get into this later, but the thing is I have back, I have a bad back, which is like so tragic because I'm 35, young, a babe in the woods, and I throw my back out every six months and I'm like I immobile. I can't, I literally can't move like without like screaming in pain. And that's what my grandparents were like, but they were like, you know, eight in their eighties. Um, but it's just crazy that this like happens to me all the time. And I actually believe that there's like some sort of like Jungian explanation for it is my new thing. Cause I was literally reading man and his symbols by Carl Jung. I read a passage about how there are like neurotic symptoms. Like you have like physical symptoms, from your neuroses that like are that like relate to whatever your problem is like he talked about someone who like threw up all the time because he can't like digest what his reality is or something and I was like and as soon as I finished reading well not as soon as I finished reading that but like then like a couple days later like then like the next day my back went out and I couldn't move and I was like Oh my God. I read Carl Jung. It went into my subconscious, which is his other thing. That's his main thing. It manifested physically and I can't move. Like I'm immobile. Like that's my, that's my thing. My like Jungian analysis of myself. But other than that, practically, I also think that it might have something to do with diet and exercise. (laughs) So I have decided that I'm going to like actually get like a little bit more serious about my diet, which has been like a huge piece of shit for the last like mm, 35 years. And I need to like pay more attention to it because I think that the foods you eat can cause like inflammation and stuff like that. And oh, you cause- think we've only been talking about goop for well- <laughs> a million years. Well, yeah, but I'm always like, you know, like poo-pooing it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. But- I also have been like really bad about exercise because, okay, the thing is like I work out, I go to classes. That's how I like to work out. Like the best shape I've ever been in was when I was like going to like my bar class every day. Like I like going to classes with other people and like, that's just like, a and like, I like having like a dedicated space. That's not my home with a teacher and like having a place to like go and do this work. So it's just been really hard for me to like find a way to like exercise. I do like to get on the bike at home and stuff like that, but it's like, I can't, I tried to do like videos with like Adrian. I tried to do like bar classes at home, all the stuff. Like my apartment is just too small. Like it's, it's so, it's not conducive to 
doing like floor exercises. There's yeah. like no place that I can really do it comfortably and like feel like I'm getting a good workout. Um, could you go back? Cause you were going to that trainer in the park for a little while. Is that happening at all now or no? He might be, but also that I didn't love him. That was more like a boot camp. So yeah, like it was better than nothing, but like I like to do more like yoga and bar and stuff like yeah. that. So like it's just not I mean, I could do it, but it's just not my He's I'm sure he is back. Um, Maybe I'll go back to him. I don't know. But that's also seems sort of sketchy. It's like a big class. I don't even know it's outside. Yeah, I've said like in the park now, I definitely in the past few weeks, I've seen more and more of these little group fitness classes going on. People are, I think people are like wearing masks. I don't know. But it's like, um, you're like, I mean, it's like those classes, you're like breathing so hard and like you're, I just, I don't know yeah. if I would want to do it. Uh, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been just doing my, my same routine. Um yoga with adrian and then now my my friend teaches online yoga so i've been trying to do he does two classes a week i've been trying to at least take his class once a week uh i can give you his info info afterwards if you I want i mean it doesn't it wouldn't matter like i it's the it's the thing about doing it at home that it's I don't just like. at home yeah yeah it's like i just don't like it so um but i'm just gonna try to like just do the bike and do my hikes and just like do it because i like those are two things that like I can do at home, I guess. Like, yeah, at least I, th I think like, and I mean, it's not the best like for your cardiovascular system compared with high, like high energy exercise, but just walking I think is so beneficial. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, so like I'm going to do that, but I also do think that it's, I think it's completely psychosomatic as well. Um, yeah yeah i think everything i experience is psychosomatic <laughs> uh i mean i think to some extent you're probably right like your frazzled mind i think can definitely affect your immune system if nothing else uh and your i guess your back isn't really your immune system but your fizzy physiology well um, yeah i don't know i just i don't know why this like happens every because it's like it nothing triggers it like it just will be like i'll start to feel it the day before ugh. and i'm like and it's always in the same spot it's like my it's like on my right side like in the middle of my back like just like slightly to the right and it's like i feel it in the same spot I've even gone to the doctor because I was like, there's something wrong. Like I thought there was like something in my lung. I was like, I've always had this like pain right here. And they did like a scan and she was like, there's nothing. She was like, it's not, you don't have like lung cancer. And I was like, well, there's something wrong. And she was like, I think it's muscular. And I think it's just, I don't know what the fuck it is, but I mean, it's been, I've had it for years, but only in recent, only in the last couple of years has it become this like debilitating thing every couple of days yeah. or a couple I mean, of months maybe acupuncture could help or chiropractor i have no idea maybe a good chiropractor but they do like they have like a line in your spine yeah, and like that's I'm not really the same a, lim a lymphatic I mean, massage Cole? oh he would he would have an answer for you i know he would i hope maybe he's not should, listening um but i think he probably listens every week put your tail between <laughs> your legs and apologize well, to will call and ask him for some advice you are right Ugh, he would just tell you to eat like like sardines and he would ask for a stool sample 
That's what he does. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he likes to see. That's how he gets off. It must. I know it is. Uh quickly we didn't talk because we went really long last week and we didn't get to talk about the relaunch of bon appetit video and i wanted to at least mention it this week oh right have you seen any of them yet i watched part of the one of like the intro of like the new people there's like the new woman who took the place of Rappaport. yeah and Uh, then there are like two other chefs that work there now they're yeah so like Don Davis is the new editor in chief, and she comes from Simon and Schuster from the publishing world. Um, and then, yeah, in that like introduction video, they also introduce uh, Sonia Chopra, who's the new executive editor, and then Marcus Samuelson, who's like a famous chef, is like a I don't think he's actually working there, but he's like the brand ambassador or whatever. And then, and then they just rolled out like a few regular sort of cooking videos with um i mean they chris morocco's still there um who did like a meatball video and brad and andy are still there and they did like a grilled fish video and then there's two new people uh and i just feel so the new people there's a woman named chrissy tracy who does um like a fried oyster mushrooms with collard greens and cornbread and uh devon francis who does a torched banana cake and they're two black chefs who they seem like extremely well qualified and the videos were good like they're good videos i just feel so bad for these people like having to to try to save this tarnished brand and it's i don't know it just seems like it happened so much that the like people of color and women are the ones after (laughs) after these like brands are not doing well they're put in the position of like having to like save them it's so weird well i mean i i guess like i just i'm just sort of like over it i don't know like i i just i mean i think at least you know yes like it's like very like transparent and like cynical hire to be like oh like you know, to like have to like go and try to like exploit these people to, well, I mean, I'm, I don't know how they feel about it. If they consider it to be exploitation, like I'm sure they consider it to be a good opportunity is why they're doing it. And it is a good opportunity, but like, I just, I just don't um, care anymore about yeah. Like, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like I'll- they, the thing is with that is like, it was sort of lightning in a bottle. Like they had a really good group of like, it it felt so natural and so easy and it and it did sort of feel like they were just filming people at work which is why it was so engaging and then but then it turned out to be like an unjust and unfair system and and the people didn't want to participate in it anymore and it made it sort of I don't know it just kind of like took the like escapism of it away because the idea behind the the thing that I liked about it like this was never explicitly said but it was like these are successful young happy people who are happy in their careers and happy in their lives and this is what they do at work all day they cook and we get to see what that's like and there were a couple of shows there were shows obviously that were like more focused but it felt like what they were doing was like an extension of a bigger job and 
this where like a lot of the people who left the videos are still working for Bon Appetit. They just don't want to participate in the videos anymore. But not really anymore. Cause like Molly completely left. Sola completely left. They like, did. I thought they both stayed on. No, like, uh, uh, this is like relatively recent, but yeah, Molly has her cookbook. So she's completely left Bon Appetit. And then Sola just announced a couple of weeks ago that she's not even going to be like, she has still has recipes coming out in the magazine, I think for the next couple of months, but she's, she's gone. Um, Cause she oh, has I her. I thought that Sola and Molly stayed on. Stayed uh, in the magazine. I, I believe the, like uh, um, what's her face. Um, Carla is still working at some capacity in the magazine, but not doing the videos. Um, and, uh, oh man, the other lady, I forget. Um, so, but, but yeah, like, uh, Claire is not there. Molly is not there. And soul is not there. Well, Claire was never, Claire was always like a freelancer, Yeah, yeah. but I just, whatever, like it's, it, it's not that important to no, me it's, to like it's watch these videos. Like, I mean, if they, I, I probably, it's not the kind of thing that I would have normally even like you, you told me about them and I like started watching them and I was like, Oh, these are really cool and like really nice and like kind of like peaceful and relaxing. And like, they set the tone, like it was like a good, it was just like a good vibe thing. And now it's all like too complicated. Yeah. Uh, and I am enjoying, cause I did not like the Babish, whatever that guy that Sola is working with, those videos did not, um, excite me, but now Sola is also doing videos for food 52 and she has, yeah, that seems more her, like, that seems like a better trend, like a better place for her to yeah. land. Cause food 52 also is like a place where they have like kind of good taste, like good, like editorial decisions and like the the other guy's thing was like so youtubey and mm -hmm. internet-y like the it didn't feel it felt like the, the the bon appetit videos felt like a condé nast thing not like a youtube thing it just felt like condé nast on youtube and um it brought with it like all of the baggage and pain and like unfairness of condé nast but if there's another like high quality like editorial company that can like be a good landing place for people like that that's more where i'd be interested in seeing yeah seeing them. and i think and, i mean food 52 could if these videos are popular they they could sort of fill that space i also think like there seems like there would be a great opportunity for like new york times cooking to come in and and sort of fill that space too yeah i mean i feel like I guess, but like, do we just want to see like ripoffs of this thing that yeah. was good and then didn't, Probably I mean, not. I don't really, it's, it's, I, I'm not interested really in just seeing like, oh, here's, here's the same shit you saw on Bon Appetit, but you know, we pay everybody or whatever. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I guess I just, there's such a void, like when I have, you know, 15, 20 minutes to kill what I want to do is watch like a cooking video. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this is what Quibi should have done is all like cooking. <laughs> I would have subscribed. Quibi should have found a way to get them all, get the Bon Appetit people. And then they all would have left and gone to Quibi and then they'd be out of jobs because Quibi folded. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, and I, I don't know, like, I don't know what else in the, in those 
quick bite moments. Like that's all I want to see is like a, a cooking video. So I don't know. I don't like YouTube well, really. There are plenty of cooking videos. Are there? Who? I don't yes. know. Yes. Well, I... you, so you say it's, you know, it's a genre. So you don't want to watch a cooking video. You want to watch a Bon Appetit cooking video. I want to watch in that style of like a relaxing, not a crazy person yelling at you like babish or not like a stupid celebrity. Like, I don't know if like Tori Spelling is cooking. Like I want a professional recipe tester, cook, food writer. David Chang has some good ones on his Instagram. I've been watching those. those oh, are really? Yeah. Oh, you also don't want to see someone being like putting like bacon bits and like no. 5,000 gallons of cheese on stuff. Like so much cooking content and food content is just like absolutely repulsive garbage from like Buzzfeed or whatever. Like you want actual like recipes. Yeah. I want recipes either that like I would cook or recipes just a little bit harder than I would cook that I, are fun to watch. And I want personalities that are competent and, and relaxing and not screaming at me. Um, I want them to be photogenic, but not too beautiful. I want them to be accessible, but a little aspirational. I mean, it's, I mean, Goop is another brand. We've said this before. They could have stepped in and they haven't. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should do my own cooking videos in my disgusting kitchen. Do your own cooking videos. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow, nothing. There was nothing going on this week. Nothing. Nothing no, in the news. No. Um, oh, I did learn <laughs> the Goop London store has permanently closed. Oh, no, that's terrible. Which might be the first COVID-related Goop casually. I'm shocked. Um, Especially because I thought London was doing a little bit better than here in the States. Yeah, I think they are COVID-wise. I don't know that... I, I, I wonder if... Goop it doesn't really translate as well for British people. Maybe I think it w well. I don't you know. Gwyneth has always right. been kind of like an Anglophile. She's mm -hmm. always had like a. She started Goop in London. But maybe they don't love her back. Maybe they they, they all sort of took Chris's side in the in the con conscious uncoupling. Yeah, Chris. Chris got the the city of London. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, entire country. Someone vandalized the goop store in london a few months ago by dumping um a ton of manure in front of it oh my god why i think people just don't like it uh and now now they but their fucking royal highness whatever his name is is like they're all obsessed with um what's it called you know the the tinctures of bullshit the tinctures of bullshit yeah oh my god what's it called you know the the pseudoscientific oh, type of medicine where yeah um uh homeopathy homeopathy they're yeah. obsessed with it that's true prince charles is a homeopath yeah. maybe yeah i don't know i don't know i think Gwyneth. i think they they don't i they don't like americans that are anglophiles i think they want their americans to be american and i don't think they like americans at all yeah probably not and but... i blame them well, and you one day soon maybe will join their ranks. I'm already in their ranks, technically. That's true. Nothing they can do about that. Uh, anything else? Any other news? I don't think so. I don't think so. Let's move on to the newsletters. Aggie, what was your best of the week? 
well, my best of the week might actually turn out to be the best for you. And that was the article about vegan cheese. Oh, baby. <laughs> yep. This is my best too. Really? Yeah. I thought, so I did just say that I was overall cooking content and over videos and stuff like that. But here's, here's the truth. There's something very comforting about just like thinking about like food and your diet. It's so simple. It's apolitical. It's like, I mean, I guess everything is political, but you know what I mean? Like, it's so just like, what am I going to eat? It's just like, what could I eat? What should I eat? Like, it's such an easy thing to think about as opposed to like everything else that's going on in the world. Yeah. It's a, it's escapist at this point to it's escapism and it's privilege obviously to have the the time and resources to think about your diet. Um, but you know, when all, all we have in this life is our, our bodies, um, we gotta at least try to take care of them. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, so there are really good reasons. They, they, give some pretty good reasons why you might want to switch to vegan cheeses. One of which of course is cholesterol. That was a a dagger to the heart when, I mean, ah, it really was like, wow, goop is, goop is agreeing with my, with my MD now. This is. Well, your MD didn't tell you to eat vegan cheese, did he? uh, No, he wants me to eat low fat cheese, which is, I'm sorry, a non-starter. Interesting. I eat low fat um but if you eat vegan cheese then you are eating low fat cheese so you might as well give that one a shot too although it's saturated fat i don't know that like most vegan cheese is made out of nuts which is not low fat but it's like good fat supposedly well it's not like dia is made out of like i don't think it's made out of nuts (laughs) yeah dia i mean i don't well okay so yeah this has a lot of great little bullet points about, you know, why uh, dairy is bad, both for you and for the environment, for animals, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then, and this is a team effort by Caitlin and Gerda, which I think they're a great team together, honestly. I think so too. I think that like, I want like a chef and an MD working together on my diet at all times. Like that's the best like exactly. that's the best possible life you could ever have. And that's so, goop. I mean, you can all have it through goop. That's goop's like perfect brand sort of they're they're in in this medium is like having not only a chef but like a nutritionist always there making the recipes together. Yeah. Uh so So they have these different brands and so like you were saying like there are some nut cheeses. Those are more like high quality cheeses and like those will get you like a ricotta like consistency or something like that there are other ones like this Violife has mozzarella shreds which is made of coconut oil food starch uh or yeah corn starch and potato starch mm. salt and mozzarella flavor i don't know what that is i mean um, this Violife they won the goop taste test but i it's sad to say i've tried it before and it's really rough <laughs> I like vegan cheese. So I'm, I mean, it's not the same, but it's, I think it's pretty good. I, I wish I liked it more. Um, I, to me, the secret of all vegan everything is to not think about it. Like this is supposed to taste like cheese or yeah. this is supposed to taste like meat. It's like, this is like whatever it is. Like totally. this is, this is a nut cheese. This is a vegan meat or whatever and then 
you can like appreciate it for what it, it is instead of what it isn't. I can do that so much easier when it comes to vegan meats, like impossible burgers or whatever, or even like Morningstar farms and like vegan chicken, like a, like a Morningstar farm chicken nugget is to me heaven, but, Delish. but yeah, I don't know. Dairy is something in my soul that is so elemental to my quality of life that I love so much. It's hard, hard for me, but I, I, I just really appreciated this. It was a little bit of health information and then this taste test. I wish they had more of these taste tests with Goop where they really like could compare products and really tell you editorially without, you know, branded content or whatever, what is the best option? Um, right. I mean, I love a taste test. I think it's like one of the better things the internet has to offer for <laughs> Absolutely. entertainment. Um, and I, I mean, I'm also like always interested. I feel like every like couple of months I'll go down like a rabbit hole of like reading about all the different vegan cheeses and being like, which one should I try? Cause there's so much you're never like, I'm not going to try all of these. Yeah. Obviously. Um, although my mother is vegan and she loves this kite hill cream cheese. I, I yeah, the the spreadable the kite hill, which one for best spread? Those are are not bad to me. Um, they're sort of yeah. they almost look like a little. Uh, what's the brand of sort of processed French cheese that you rip out of the foil? Oh right, um, not al- Alouettes like the other. Brand. Yeah, I have some in my fridge right now. Wait, processed. Um. It's like a, what is it? It's, um, Bor- Borzan is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, Borzan. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, they did like a thing where they were sponsored by Borzan. Yeah. The, the good, like Kite Hill vegan cheese tastes is sort of like in that, in that genre, like a Borzan. Um, okay. it's just when you get into you the harder, like Borzan. you don't, I do. I thought you don't like it. Oh, I love it. Oh, Okay. I love it. I love to dip anything in it. Um, But yeah, so this, uh, so Violife wins best melting cheese. Kite Hill wins best spreadable cheese. And then there's best dips, which, oh man, I've tried the the Siete Spicy Blanco Cashew Queso. Oh, you have? It's so gross to me. Um, But I would try it again because Goop recommends it. The Siete, um, all of their brands are like very interesting to me because they had a tie in with um, Whole 30, which I always am like, just, I don't know, I'm obsessed with Whole 30. <laughs> I don't know why. And then they have Best Artisanal, uh, one called Ren Royal Vegan Cuisine Smoked Gouda Vegan Tree Nut, and then Tree Line Tree Nut Cheese Aged Artisanal Nut Cheese with Cracked Black Pepper. That sounds uh, good. They do sound great. Um, yeah. So we agree. Best of the week, vegan cheese. Vegan cheese guide. And I do like really long to become a vegan. Um, I just did a big shopping spree (laughs) Trader Joe's. Not really a shopping spree. I just went shopping. (laughs) And I bought like all of these things to make grain bowls. I'm like starting to like, I'm trying to clean it up and I'm trying to go a little bit more plant-based. That's my, that's my goal for this this season of my life totally yeah and trader joe's is getting they more every time i go there's more and more uh plant-based stuff um they started selling impossible meat which i bought this morning um 
I love their brand of meatless breakfast sausage. Oh, it's just as good as Morningstar Farm. Yeah. It probably is Morningstar I, Farm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Trader Joe's is, like, famous for always doing that. They just, like, buy, like, their stuff is all made by, like, the big brands. They just put their labels on it. Yeah. Okay. What was yeah. your worst? My worst. Oh, my worst was the monthly subscription guide. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in this. Okay, so as everybody knows, I unfortunately have been scammed by several <laughs> monthly subscriptions. Uh, I was scammed by Rihanna. I was scammed by Kate Hudson. And I continue to be scammed by them every single month of my life. Um, I also, I mean, I just, I have a lot of things like charges that just pop up and I'm like, what is this? And I'll be like, oh yeah. It's like some weird thing that I've subscribed to. So I do kind of consider myself to be like an expert in monthly subscriptions. And in general, I think they're kind of a bad idea. Like they seem like they're going to be really fun and convenient and like, oh, here's a little thing I can do for $5, but it really adds up. And the problem with these monthly subscriptions is that they're all goop subscriptions like they do go into some more you know later down in the article they do open it up to um kind of like more i don't know more general subscription services um which of course are like a little bit more expensive than most of the subscription oh, services yeah. that I usually, <laughs> um that i than i usually subscribe to but the first like five of them are just like all goop things. Right. Well, that's how, I mean, that's why they wrote the article. Uh, yes. Which is, I don't, um, I just, I think that's, I just don't like it. So, I mean, much like Amazon has, you know, a slightly lower price for if you subscribe to get like vitamins or cat food or whatever, goop does that as well. So you can get your, your goop glow, your goop jeans, your vitamins, um, I don't know who is buying like their, you know, monthly uh, vitamins and stuff from Goop, but I guess there are people that are doing that and a subscription is you're going to spend a little less money. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, there are just things that like, like why, like there's a $28 every two month um, toilet paper subscription. I don't think I pay that much money for toilet paper, but I'm not sure. I don't know. No, there's no way you pay. Well, unless you're, unless you're crazy, unless you're buying. Might be. Unless you're like buying one roll of toilet, toilet paper at a time from like a deli. I'm not. Then you're, you're not spending $14 a month on toilet paper. I mean, this is cloud paper. This is a goop. This is. 100% bamboo. So this isn't even yeah. paper. This is wiping your ass with bamboo. But it's cloud-like. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the best thing to save money on toilet paper is get that bidet. I know. That's what I need, a bidet. I gotta get that bidet. Uh, um, yeah, there's just like a lot of crap on here. Although there was one thing that did, of course, make it to my try, but I'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. There, one of these uh, made it to my buy. So we'll... Exciting we'll stuff. Um, my worst, oh boy, it was the article called When to Eat, How to Manage Stress, and Other Recipes We Learned at the First Virtual In Goop Health Summit. 
It's a very mm-hmm. wordy title. So yeah. <laughs> when I saw that there was an article that was like what we learned from the first Ingoop Health Virtual Summit, I sort of thought it was going to be an apology <laughs> and a mea culpa <laughs> and perhaps a refund. <laughs> you're crazy they're not gonna ever do a refund for their bullshit but i was like oh at least they realized this was a horrible idea this was such a waste of money um but no it was not like what we learned from putting on the ingoop health virtual summit it was they literally like it was just like a summary of the things it was like this is what we taught you on in goop health and i it was honestly triggering for me to even see these people's faces again after spending now i mean i think probably like i probably spent like 10 to 15 hours of my life last month watching these videos to do her yeah Patreon you watched episode. more of it than i did honestly i barely i did not watch all of it and i never i really never wanted to see any of these people again and then they're in my face sort of it, it's sort of, sort of like relive, reliving a traumatic experience like mm. one by one, I scroll down. <gasps> there's the Ash- the Ayurveda lady. Oh my God! There's Lauren Roxborough. Oh my God! There's the oh God. weird drawing psychology lady. There's the plant twink. There's I like Caitlin- the weird drawing psychology. I know lady. you like that one. I did not. So fun. <laughs> there's Caitlin with her cheese board. Um, there's uh, oh God the the trainer who's not. Lauren Roxborough, which I guess I didn't do hers. But I was like, I don't need to see these people again. I I regret spending the money. I regret those hours. I don't regret doing the Patreon podcast. Um but you don't regret us recording a podcast. I don't regret that. That was the the most rewarding part of the whole experience was talking about it with you. (laughs) You have to like turn your pain into art. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, much like the uh the watercolor psychologist tells you to do. Yeah, or like every artist. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't need to see this again. If there is another virtual Ingoop Health seminar, I will not be participating. Wow, that's a bold statement. I might, but I, but the thing is, I already implement, you know, my own. I have boundaries. I use self care, mm-hmm. which means like I didn't watch all of it. Yeah. I watched one video from each of the sections because, like. If I was going to real in Goop Health or like if it's like going to a music festival, like you can't see everything. You have to like pick what you're going to see and just do that and just say there, there's some stuff I'm going to miss. And so you're, that's how the human brain is designed. It's like you can't do everything. You can only do what you can do and that's it. I mean, that's a smart way to think of it. I, I think I was going by the sort of like buffet method of I spent this money I need to get the most out of it and mm. go back again yeah. and it's again like, and again for more you went to an all-you-can-eat place mm-hmm. and you're like well I paid so I have to eat at least three plates to make it worth my money made myself sick I think for the first like 15 years of my life any I literally never left an all-you-can-eat buffet without vomiting It says all you can eat. Yep, and I, I If you're vomiting, you have exceeded how much you can eat. You should you have to keep it. I I god, I've always had a fucked up relationship with food. I remember like going to birthday parties and throwing up cuz I was eating too much cake. Um Oh my god. Like when people would bring donuts to like Cub Scouts or whatever, I would eat too many like it's just constant. Really? Yeah. 
And then when I, later, uh-huh. when I started drinking as a teenager, it was the same process all over again of yeah. just drinking to excess and throwing up. And I, I mean, it was probably, I was like almost in my thirties before I just stopped throwing up. I did used to throw up a lot more than I do now. I used to, well, definitely when I was in like high school and college, my def, I was like, oh, if I, it, like every weekend I throw up, like that was just how I thought about it. It was like on Saturday, Friday or Saturday night, like if I don't, if I throw up, that means like I had fun. And if I didn't throw up, it means I didn't do anything. That was yep. how I thought about it. Like throwing up was just <laughs> so normal. <laughs> I know. Now I can't remember the last time I threw up. Like, even no, I don't. I really can't remember. I mean, even like being. I mean, maybe when you're a kid, just when you're sick, you throw up more. I don't know. Well, I think when you're a kid and you throw up, it's like really traumatic. And then, because like I used to like ever when I was like a little girl, when I would throw up, I would be like, first of all, I never knew it was gonna happen, and then it would just like immediately, I would like throw up wherever I was which was like obviously disgusting, but I was like a child. And then afterwards I would just be like bawling. I'd be like mortified and terrified and like so disgusted. Like it was the worst thing in the world. Like I used to just like hate, hate it. And then I just, it just became like a part. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. How did we get here? I don't remember. We were talking about throwing up. I don't know. <laughs> so much to throw up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, because I we I watched too much of the Ingoop Health, and it was oh, right. And of all you can eat buffets. Uh, um, okay, what was your craziest and or your saddest? Um, okay, so my craziest was more like I don't know how crazy it really is. It might be insane. It might be sad, but mostly I just thought it was like fun for the drama, which was. Um, how do you know when your marriage is over? Ooh, yeah. uh, in conversation with social psychologist Sarah Nazareth, PhD, or sorry, n- I'm sorry, Nazar Zeta, excuse me, PhD. So th- this is an interesting, I'm not exactly sure what social psychologist means here. I took a class in college called social psychology that was really interesting, but this was definitely not a class that was about like interpersonal relationships. It was about like statistics and like, um, like group behaviors and stuff like that. Cause it was like social psychology. It was about like the psychology of Mm -hmm. like the masses as a group. So I'm not really sure why I don't really understand why she's talking about this or like if social or like what a social psychologist even is. Cause I think so. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't really matter she still has this whole thing about how to tell when your marriage is over. Um, And it did seem like a little bit like overthinking things. I mean, it was, were a lot of steps you would have to take to know if your marriage is over, including like learning your attachment style, identifying, you know, when you are starting to create negative narratives about the person that you're married to And then you have to pay attention to like nine realities about like, are you doubting your sanity? You feel like you're sarcastic around your partner and you sarcasm and put them down. That's an often overlooked sign. Like you're looking for all these like hidden signs in your behavior to know the the truth of your marriage being over, which is like fundamentally wrong because like your marriage is just over when you like 
if you get a divorce, like, it's just like, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a personal choice that you can make at any point. And like, you don't need to like mine your soul for like information. Like you should just know if like, it, it's just, I feel like this like kind of goes to like just the general idea of trusting yourself or not like trusting your own instincts or not. Trust your gut. Like if you're still happy in the relationship. And I think like now, because uh, during quarantine and stuff, if you know, people who are married, like you're spending so much time with your partners that I think, um, you know, a regular, like, Oh, this annoys me when blah, blah, blah. Now I think I could imagine like it would, it could spiral into thinking maybe you have like actual deeper problems than you do. And like, this is a good, it's a good guide to be like, Oh, if I'm doubting my sanity, then maybe there's an issue here if it's getting yeah, to that definitely. point. <laughs> there's just like, there's like, a, there are a lot of lists here, like yeah. seven commonly cited types of love with romantic love, familial love, committed, compassionate love. And it's like, you have to read them and then talk about I didn't understand how... that. Was that like, you had to have all seven for it to be a good marriage or it's like, you just I need think... like a few of them? No, I think that it's like a, ro- a marriage ideally would be romantic love but then I guess you'll end up having like familial love too for them because they become we're like in your family yeah and then in if it's all forms should be present or none will be possible let's see I don't know I, I don't form, really know yeah. it's just it's just a lot of information I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> um know. but you know they had space to fill and this woman thinks about this stuff uh but yeah but trust I, your instincts I, yeah like this is the kind of thing that i want to be reading in goop like this is like the most fun kind of shit that they could put in there for me like oh here's a list of like how do you know if you're if you're just insane or if like you need to like i just like think it's fun and like i like imagining like the people that are reading it but i also think it's um i mean it's just like a crazy little silly article i guess yeah i wasn't like appalled by it but i was just like this is a lot of, this is a lot of information. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All, I mean, all your attachment, like ha- having to figure out your attachment style, that, that yeah. word is so prevalent now. And I, I think it just, thing. I just, I'm just choosing to ignore all that stuff. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Um. Okay. So I had one that I thought was going to be super crazy. And then it just turned out to be so sad so i guess no. it is good for this category um it's the the winhoff essay did you read this oh is it sad i didn't read it so we, we all know wimhoff is the guy who likes to jump in a lake and get really cold and that's how he believes you keep a healthy body um yeah on, I think you can also take a cold shower you can take a cold shower in the goop tv show he dragged everyone up to lake tahoe and made them jump in the lake um and they mentioned in the TV show that he had some sort of tragic loss in his past and his, uh, he was a single father raising kids after his wife passed away. Um, but it didn't really go into it in more detail until now he has a, a book coming out called The Wim Hof Method. And mm-hmm. they excerpt uh, one of the chapters in Goop and it talks about um, losing his wife to, uh, to suicide when he was a young man and how uh being cold in the water helped literally helped like him process the loss and and he 
says like saved his life is like being freezing. <laughs> so I don't want to make fun of it because it is obviously like for him, this was really true and it helped it through a super traumatic experience. Uh, and I don't even want to go into detail to, in case, you know, I don't want to like trigger anyone because this is, it's really dark, but if, if you feel like you want to go and read the article, um, talking about his wife, uh, it's, it's beautifully written and it made me consider the Wim Hof method in a whole new way. Ver Herzog should make the documentary about him. Oh my God. Yes. Wouldn't that be good about like yes. being in the cold water after your wife dies by suicide that's like right up his alley so how do we get this to him oh my god and like this could be a great role i think michael fassbender could like reignite his career yes you're right it shouldn't be a documentary it should be a movie a with movie. michael but fassbender. no werner herzog no, could right. still direct it yeah he could um michael fassbender as wim hof uh yeah. the wife i don't know who could be the wife uh kira knightley chloe Stephanie. um the other, the one funny, sort of funny thing in this is he talks about his kids and he, uh, he named his son, Michael, after Michael Jackson. Aww. And then he says, I loved Michael Jackson's music back then. And I still do. And I thought that was a little, a little <laughs> pointed so thing for people who might have canceled Michael Jackson. Wim Hof is still on his oh. Oh, look, Michael Jackson will never be canceled. He was a complicated figure. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, no, people are going to listen to Michael Jackson's music for like as long as people are listening. Oh, for sure. So good. Uh, Uh, Yeah. But wow. I mean, this, you're right. This is a a great story to be optioned into a major motion picture. I know. Oh, my God. And it has to be like, it better be good too, because it's, it's too good. And it's called Ice Cold, the Vim Hof story. <laughs> Why don't you jump into a lake, the Vim Hof story? Yeah, it's called Ice Cold, and the tagline is go jump in a lake. Go jump in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, Gwyneth Paltrow plays herself. <laughs> and she comes into the mix and tries mm-hmm. it. It's like, um, it's like adaptation with Meryl Streep as Susan Orlean. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow as herself discovering Wim Hof and giving him a platform on Goop. I honestly, like, how is this movie not already? What if it's Gwyneth in dual roles as Wim Hof's wife and then after she yeah. passes away, and then she Gwyneth plays herself as herself and Wim Hof is like, oh my God, you remind me of someone. Yeah, and he's like, but he doesn't know like what's real, what's not. Like his brain is frozen. He's like coming out of the water like, he sees Gwyneth Paltrow and it is Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's like also his wife. Like we don't know what's going on. It's just like man, nature, memory, mm. the end. Beautiful, beautiful. It sounds beautiful to me. It sounds really good. Uh, yeah, Goop Studios, get on it. We know yeah. you're, you know, we know you're looking taking for pitches <laughs> from <Yeah>. us. <laughs> uh, what would you try? Okay, so as I said, I was obviously um, anti-subscription service. Well, I'm pro-subscription service, but anti-goop subscription service. But I'm also pro-wine. And then there's this, like, amazing, um, like, Ridge Wines or Ridge Vineyards or whatever is, like, I've had this wine before. And it's, like, it's good. It's, like, good California wine. Mm. 
and they have a little wine club that you can be in for you can get one bottle a month for like 40 bucks and i'm thinking i mean a 40 dollar bottle of wine is like really expensive to me i don't buy wine that's that that's that expensive but wouldn't that be so nice to just like join this and you just get like one really good bottle a month and you just like have it with like one nice dinner that you make at home yeah wait the was this oh ridge i see ridge it's forty dollars for a bottle. That's well, a lot for a subscription. It's a lot, but it's not like it's a it, forty dollar bottle of wine is like an expensive bottle of wine. But it's like I have forty dollars to spend. Sure, yeah, no, of course. Um, no, it sounds great. I I was looking at the because uh, the, the they have the other wine subscription service from Rock Juice. Yeah. And that one's $140 for six bottles. And that, that seemed That's a pretty good deal. like a pretty good deal. But um, I don't know what, I don't know what, I mean, this is the Ridge would be because like, it's, I know I've like had their wine yeah, before. Yeah, like, yeah. like actually like worth, like you're not going to get it for less than that. No, totally. Hey. And I thought not? it was probably going to be more when I saw that it was on here. Um, and and it's very um they said like though natural and funky wines are having a moment the wines from ridge are the opposite so these are classic california you know wine spectator 95 score whatever type of wines well yeah and like um thomas keller said this would be the last wine he'd ever drink on earth and like it's I kind of agree with that assessment that like funky wines are having a moment, but like I, but there's like more to wine than just that. And I actually kind of, I'm actually kind of sick of the like natural wines. Like I think that a lot of them are just like kind of flawed wine and people are sort of taken with the marketing Mm because they're like the cool wine for young people. And there is something very like fun about it, especially because when you drink natural wine, you feel like you're drinking this, like the first wine, like what wine tasted like before it became a huge industry when people were like making it in their like private home farms and like prehistoric, not prehistoric time, but like in like, like medieval times or whatever, like it feels like ancient wine to me. That's what I always think is fun about it. But I, I also think that like a lot of wine is not, a lot of wine doesn't have like herbicides and pesticides in it, even though it doesn't market itself as natural wine, especially like French wines. Like they don't, they're kind of, more in line with like what we consider to be natural wines but they don't all taste like that so i don't think it's i think it's a little overhyped sure and i I think like if you're spending you know 40 50 a bottle of wine you're gonna you could get like a a beautiful beautiful wine from a place that doesn't market itself as a natural wine but is like an upscale fantastic wine whereas like if you're spending you know 12 or 15 dollars on a bottle of wine and you have the choice between like a supermarket wine that might not be flawed, but it has like additives and stuff or a natural wine that might not be the best wine in the world, but at least it's, it's real. Like I would, I would choose the natural. Yeah. And it has its own, it'll have like different qualities that you're not going to be able to get from like a supermarket wine. Like it'll be like much lighter and probably more drinkable and like, you know, it'll more like, um, 
like then if you get like at most supermarket like red wines are like really heavy even if you get like a lighter wine like something that's supposed to be lighter like it'll still be probably pretty heavy but like natural wines are all like natural reds are like more like chillable and totally like i don't know i think it's i get it but i might put a bottle of natural wet red in the fridge today and, and chill it fridge. yeah yeah uh okay so my try is simply a little pack to myself to cut down on my dairy and do 50% vegan cheese. So every time I buy a block of cheese, I also have to buy a block of vegan cheese and I'm not allowed to buy real cheese until I finish the vegan cheese. Interesting. And see, see what that does to my life. Mm. (laughs) You don't sound convinced. (laughs) I mean, I'm convinced. Um, so I think you should do it. I'm going to try because so like today at Trader Joe's, I bought, you know, the, um, the cheddar with the caramelized onions. I don't, but that's, oh, really it's good. so good. Especially for fall, like on a cracker. Mm. It's so good. But I'm like, okay, that's my cheese allotment. So now if I finish that next time I go to the store, it's going to have to be something plant-based. Could you, could you just not have any cheese and then only buy the cheese that you want but eat less of it i feel like that's been my that's that's been what i've been trying to do for my entire life (laughs) and it's never worked how much cheese do you eat every day too much i eat i eat i eat probably some cheese every day and like i'll sometimes like eat a healthy breakfast or like make a smoothie or whatever and then especially cause it's like, if it's right after I exercise, I'm still like really hungry. And then I'll just like, in a, in a fugue state, I'll just have like four crackers with cheese on it. Mm, that does sound good though. I want to get that cheese that you're talking about. It sounded delicious. It's really good, but it's like, it's like part, it's so part of my life. And like, if I, if I'm hungry or, or whatever, or want a snack, it's just my go-to of like having a little cheese and crackers. And I think especially now since I've gone back to buying my own groceries and going to Trader Joe's, I've been going through ugh, probably like an average of like a block of cheese a week. And I think yeah. that's not good. I don't know. I mean, I, let's see. So I actually intentionally didn't buy any cheese when I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. I'm like kind of backing away from dairy in general, although I think it's probably not bad for you. It's like, I, it's too much for me. I can't deal with it. So I just like, didn't get any, but I looked at it. It looked good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a, I think that the, but the the thing is like, if you don't like the vegan cheese, I won't eat it, but then I can't, then I'll, I can never buy cheese again in my whole life. If I don't finish that vegan cheese, <laughs> So that's the rule is like, (laughs) what this, okay. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not fully on board with it. I'm not because what if you just like, instead of eating the cheese that you don't like, what if you just said, okay, now I won't eat cheese for two weeks. Then for the amount of time that the, that the vegan cheese would have lasted Mm -hmm. because you don't like the cheese. No. Okay. So if I, if I don't learn to like it, cause some part of me feels like, you just get used to stuff and I'll, I'll learn to 
appreciate it for what it is. But if that- You've had teams before. You've had probably more than most people. Probably. Uh, So if that never happens, then then I'm going to need to, yeah, to pivot to a real hard and fast ration system of like one block of cheese a month or even less than that. And then, but then it's- so if you have, why don't you just have like a cheese week where it's like once a month, I have my block of cheese and you eat it. And then and the then rest of the month, I don't have any cheese. Yeah. I mean, I could try, it's tough. I, I really, I would really have to change the way I cook and the way I eat. Like it's, I don't know. I feel like vegetarianism, meat, I could drop, I could take or leave. This is something I would really have to, it would be a profound change in my life and I would really have to do some soul searching but you're right well then okay if you think all right you know you better than I know you so like if you think that vegan cheese as a substitute would work and help you bring your cholesterol down or help you eat less cheese and that's your goal then you know best yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try I mean well my cholesterol now I realize it's it's in God's hands and Vasepa's hands mm-hmm. um so What's that? Is that another word for God? Oh, that's it. No, that was the, the medical grade fish oil. <laughs> that was like a Greek God. Yeah. It's my God. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's the only piece of the puzzle when he's like, my doctor's like, your triglycerides are up. And I was like, I'm doing all I can, doctor. Stop badgering me. But I know in the back of my mind, that little cheese size light bulb in the back of my head I know it's taunting me and I know I know I could always do more so he did say very bitchily not he wasn't trying to be bitchy but he was like because I had lost three pounds from a year ago and at the end of the appointment he's like congrats on the three pounds if my doctor said that to me I would like literally be like I need a new doctor now I would say that to their face I'd be like get me another doctor no i liked it i liked uh okay what would you buy i mean it's like maybe but it's good because i think most people they're they're just like kind of like on a slow and steady trend upwards so if one year later it's like three pounds lighter it's like hey you're not hey yeah no i i was like in quarantine like i was like three pounds is a victory three pounds is a huge victory because i'm gaining i think i gained three pounds a week every week <laughs> i think that might be three pounds a week. that's a uh, seven levels someone's gotta i'm yeah and i'm my this. own murderer i'm the <laughs> that's the thing like i'm the killer i'm the victim i'm like eat you gluttonous pig like i'll kill you <laughs> i'm like forcing but it's me it's all me <laughs> Uh, um oh man all right bye what would you okay so i would buy that drill that you use to massage your own back that's like five hundred dollars that we always talk about the theragun pro oh yeah so this is like a thing that we've talked about this is sort of like another this is just like a like a like a more expensive version of the foam roller not in terms of like what it actually does but just in terms of like something or like also like a donabi something that just like appears on goop 
all the time. We don't know if anyone buys it. It's like a very uninspiring product. And we're just like, this is just a thing that's on the Goop website all the time. Someone must like it. But my back, as I said, has, I have back problems. My back problems are not going away. And it's kind of like you with the cheese. I could start exercising or I could buy a $500 Theragun Pro and maybe (laughs) that will be something for it. So I'm not totally sure, but I'm thinking of, I mean, I don't actually have enough money to afford a $600 back massager that may or may not work, but I do sort of, it looked very appealing to me today from like my bed with my back pain. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it would feel great. I mean, I don't know if it would be a long-term solution, but man. I don't know either. I don't know. Does it, I don't, I mean, I haven't, honestly, this is why you should actually read the articles in Goop because they've written about the Theragun Pro extensively and I always kind of skip it because I'm like, this is so boring and stupid. And then suddenly something pops up and you're like, better see what Goop has to say about this. (laughs) Find out. Uh, And I feel like they've had some videos and they've shown They've shown stuff. They've shown, but I don't know if it's good for like chronic back pain. Maybe it is. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it seems also. It just seems like really hard to use on your own back. Like it looks like a drill. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a a drill mixed with a vibrator. Uh, Yeah, which is like so terrifying. But I need it on my back. Uh, Like punches. I think it's like punches you. That. Sounds so great. I mean, I just wish we could just get massages again. Not that I ever really got massages when we could, but it's. I know I need a massage. That's oh, what I need. Well, they had that. I don't have it on my list because the article was so boring, but they had that whole article about the lymphatic massage and how to give one to yourself, which sort of did sound interesting. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll figure that one out. I don't know. Um. Okay. So my buy comes from the subscription service article and it is adopting an olive tree to get olive oil i like this idea as well <laughs> i mean this is crazy it's crazy because it's it the, it says from four hundred dollars a year so you're i and like there's no way i could say well i would be saving money in the long run because i know oh, pretty expensive yeah but i don't i mean olive oil is expensive but i don't i know for a fact i do not spend four hundred dollars a year on olive oil yeah that probably not <laughs> like I'm, I'm positive uh I know. but i'm always i'm never 100 percent happy with my olive oil like I, I do really like the like the california olive ranch brand yeah. but it's yeah. that's like expensive so i don't buy it that often and i usually end up getting like the costco or it's like organic, you know, olive oil or a Trader Joe's, like their, their California brand, which is a lot cheaper, but I, yeah. I know, and it's fine, but it's not great. Yeah. But this, this thing, it's, it's called especially Puglia and you send them $400 and they tell you that you adopt your own olive tree. And then they give you, let's see, they give you two liters of olive oil every three months so that's that's like enough that i don't think i would need to buy other olive oil if i got two liters every three months yeah and you get a ceramic bottle and a funnel and it's four hundred dollars a year and you get like a certificate of adoption (laughs) with your tree on it so 
if I was rich, I would do this in a second. Yeah. If I was rich, that would be like number one on my list. of. Oh, exactly. Cause then you're like, I have my tree. I know I'll have all of for the rest of my life. I never have to think about it again. Yeah. You never have to worry about it. Buying all oil again for your whole, like what a, well, you do have to spend $400 a year on it. But like, I mean, what a weight off of your shoulders. If you could say it is buying olive oil is the most stressful thing. I hate buying olive oil. I'm always at, it's always so expensive. Whenever you go to the store and you know you're going to have to get olive oil, you're like, fuck, you know you're going to be spending so much it money. It ruins like, your whole budget for the week for groceries when you have to buy fucked. olive oil. You're fucked. And you're like, and, and you know, because it's like, I, I mean, I can't even get into it. Brian and I have had so many fights about olive oil. It's not even cute because he, he'll he buy just like the shitty like Ralph's brand. And I'm like, Brian, you can't eat this. I and he's can't. like, I'm not spending that much money on olive oil. And I'm like, this isn't olive oil. This is poison. It's rancid. He's like, what are you talking? I'm like, you have to read, to read this article about olive oil <laughs> on Goop. And he's like, what are you? No, it's just, it's, it's. I am horrible. so thankful that my husband does not track my olive oil purchases or care. Yeah, I know. It's like, I met, I longed for the days before he was cooking for himself. He wouldn't even think about olive oil or he wouldn't even know what we had but now he's he's on top of it and uh, god but like so yeah four hundred dollars a year is let's see 30 so that's 33 dollars a month and then i would say i spend no because i can buy a, a big jug at costco of the organic for like 15 bucks and that will last three months so yeah there's no way to justify it unfortunately it's not justifiable. It's a, it's an insane expense, but it's crazy. I, I see the, also like, I love the idea of like, just like there being some like beautiful Mediterranean olive tree somewhere and being like, it's mine. It's mine. I know. I own this tree. Like it's making me oil. Like I like that. Idea of it. No one else can have this olive oil except for me. It's from my tree. Uh, I, it's, I mean, I really, this is like, honestly one of the most exciting things i've ever read in goop and i want it so bad i know i wonder if my parents have an olive tree <laughs> but you'd have to like make the olive oil i wonder if there's a way that i could just start making <laughs> there must be a service if you have olives like some there's some must be some crazy lady in like highland park that like if you send her a bushel of olives she'll like come back to you with some olive oil and i'm googling now how to make your own olive oil i expect that i will never i don't think i will ever do this in but my mind you're like stomping the olives like lucy does the grapes yeah i mean i yeah i'm like lucy when ethel in that episode uh i had an olive tree at my parents house growing up but it was yeah. i don't think it was sort of i don't think you could eat the olives it was like well they were like weird gross olives yeah, yeah. but all i mean but maybe like you know like that's like aren't there like a bunch of fruit trees and stuff where when you see them in their natural habitat like they don't look it's not edible it's for something else i feel yeah. like that's cool about like some there's like apple tree they also have an apple tree where you can't eat the apple oh for sure like they're like crab apples or whatever yeah they're like crab apples i wonder if it's like but i don't know i don't know look into it but then i'm like can i should i go in should i go in with someone on this olive oil thing because then no, it's still too expensive. There's no way to justify it. It's still too expensive. And then by the time that you, I mean, it's an expensive product. Like by the time you get enough people on board, you don't have enough olive oil. Exactly. Anymore. And there's only one funnel, only one ceramic. <laughs> yeah. 
you to get the because I would want the jug, you know. And even like, if you want the stainless steel, if you want the stainless steel dispenser, you have to buy that separately. That's more expensive. How much is that? I don't know. It just says an upgraded option. Oh, oh, so you so you don't get both? No. Yeah, no. Ugh. Well, we can yeah. dream. You need a millstone, an emergency <laughs> dark green bottles, a funnel. This says you can do it with canned olives. Ew. I don't think that that would be very good. To just buy a can of olives and squeeze them and make olive oil? If you live in a warm climate, you can find farmers that will offer this bitter fruit at a local market. I think that the olive trees that we're talking about are just, I think they all are like that on the tree. And then they have to like be, it's like when you buy olives, they're always like in oil or something. Yeah, like they're like wine. pickled or marinated. I have no idea. Yeah. What a mystery olives are. <laughs> I don't it know is crazy. It, it's such a complicated process. And yet it's something, you know, we use every day of our lives. Every day. Can't remember the last time I went a day without olive oil. Uh, are we done? Is that it? I guess that's it. I, I mean, like I'm been- for me, I'm just beginning because I'm like... <laughs> I'm obsessed with this now, but I don't think there's anything else for us to talk about on our show. Uh, no. All right. So we have to figure out what our Patreon is this month. Um, so we'll do some brainstorming. Yeah. We'll have something fun to talk about. Oh, for sure. And uh, if you want to go, if you want to go on Apple podcasts and give us a five-star rating, write a nice review that will help people find the podcast. Uh, go to patreon.com slash goop yourself and sign up for bonus content, including episodes and a monthly newsletter where we tell you all of our recommendations that we have um, unrelated to goop, our own yeah, private goop. Our very own personal newsletter, and you're not going to want to miss it. Lots of racks. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.